This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So many concerns these days about the use and increasing use of artificial intelligence. And there's a lot that people out there feel that AI can do. What if AI could actually help us with some of our public health crises? For instance, there are some researchers in Alberta that are experimenting with AI. They're trying to figure out a way if they can measure or determine what a patient's risk is of developing something like an opioid addiction from getting a prescription for opioids. Can you use AI for something like that? Well, we wanted to learn more about it. So joining us now is Dr. Dean Yurick, who's a program director for the Clinical Epidemiology Program at the University of Alberta. Dr. Yurick, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. This is fascinating. So tell me a bit about this work that's going on. Yeah, so we're, you know, interested, as you said, um, in the opioid crisis. And despite our best efforts here in Canada as a whole, it continues to be a major public health problem. And so we're interested in determining whether or not we could use, you know, some of these new techniques such as artificial intelligence to use the vast amounts of health data that is collected at the provincial level, both in Alberta, BC, Ontario, et cetera, um, to see whether or not we could use these kind of routine care um, in terms of health to see if we could actually predict which patients are going to run into trouble after receiving an opioid therapy. All right. So how would you even start with something like this? Is it a matter of asking questions? Like, how do you get the AI to look at this? Yeah. So, you know, your viewers may not be aware, but every time you touch the health system, that information gets recorded at government level. And so we have massive amounts of administrative health records. So every time you see your physician, get your prescription filled, get any lab work done, or go to the hospital emergency department, we actually have a record of why you went, what type of procedures you did, and what type of outcomes you had out of that. And so we can use that information to put it into nothing more than really a, a computer program that tries to make the best combination of all those predictors to figure out which is the best way to predict how you're going to react to an opioid therapy. And that's really what the, the basis of the models are. Right. I guess the positive side of this, Dr. York, from what I can see, would be that potentially, you know, we're, we're losing the positive effects of those opioids, how they could help people because we're so concerned about addiction, right? Yes, and that is a big concern with, with many individuals out there is that, you know, they are concerned they can't get access to the opioids. And, and that's really not what this program is meant to do. It's really meant to be a decision support aid for the clinicians at the time of care to help make a better informed decision about which opioid might be best for you, which dose to try to minimize those effects, but still ensure that you're getting enough opioid to, to control your pain. Right, because that's a hard decision. I know that a lot of doctors complain that they don't get enough training in terms of being able to recognize some of those signs. Like they don't get enough addictions training, do they? Absolutely, and, and especially now with the, the immense pressures on family doctors, many people are just walking into medical clinics and things like that who you know, is a new doctor to them. They don't have that continuity of care. And so those doctors are even more a little bit in the dark because they don't know your entire history. Um, and so these types of programs can, can go through that vast amount of health data and try to present a more clear picture to that physician at the time of prescribing. How far along is this research? 
So this research is actually very far along. We've tested the models. It's very good at predicting individuals. So we get about four out of every five patients correct in terms of whether or not they're going to run into an opioid-related problem within 30 days. And we're actually working now with the government of Alberta and the College of Physicians and Surgeons to try to implement this in real time to see if it actually makes a difference uh, to prescribing and outcomes for patients. Right. How challenging would that be, though, to actually put this into use? Yeah, it is a it's, it's a challenge. Um, but in Alberta, like BC and other provinces, you know, we do have, for lack of a better term, a internet directly for health. So physicians can actually log in and see prescriptions, previous visits, hospitalizations and that. And so we kind of envision that this would actually be done in the background and that information would be presented to the physician in real time through that internet type application. Right. So we would have to like opt into it, right? Like you're right. I can log into an app and I can see all of my prescriptions and everything I've asked for. Would this be kind of an extension of that? Sort of. Um, in most provinces, your College of Physicians and Surgeons actually monitor all opioid prescribing in the province. So they monitor not only physicians, but also the types of patients that are using it. So they already have access to that information on you. And so this would just be another layer put on top of that that they could provide in real time to the physicians. Interesting. So have other provinces kind of expressed an interest in using this? Not yet, but I think every province is trying to find these types of solutions to try to curb some of the opioid crisis that we're seeing. Um, And, you know, given the vast amounts of data that BC, Alberta, and some of these other provinces have, it just makes sense that these are kind of the ways we're going to have to move forward in terms of our public health if we're really going to change outcomes for patients. Right. Would people have to opt into this? Generally not. Um, So this is just a a simple decision support aid, which clinicians use all the time. Uh, You're probably not even aware of it, but when you go into a pharmacy, there's lots of decision support aids for pharmacists to help making sure that your drugs aren't interacting with each other. The same thing happens in the hospital and physician's offices. So this would just be another kind of alert system for them to bring some information to them as you're sitting in the office with them so they can make that better informed decision. Dr. York, do we know how many patients are at risk of having an adverse outcome with some opioids? You know, it's tough to say, but, you know, for instance, over a two-year period in in our study, we had about um, 600,000 individuals in Alberta get an opioid over two years. And out of those uh, 600,000 individuals, 5,000 had an adverse reaction to the opioid and ended up in the hospital, emerged, or unfortunately died within 30 days of receiving that opioid. So it is a, quite a big problem. Right. So this would help monitor all that, right? Correct. Yes. And, and hopefully bend that curve so that, you know, maybe you don't end up in hospital emergency department and it's something that can be caught earlier um, and fixed before you end up in such a, a poor state of health. Okay. That, that sounds interesting. Okay. So then is this the future, do you think? Is this just the beginning of using AI for more situations like this? Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think the public realizes how much AI is already being looked at um, in the health world. So they're starting to look at it for diagnosis of cancers. So getting machines to actually read the MRI results to figure out exactly what type and, and where that cancer is. It's also being used to predict which cancers will respond better to certain therapies. We're using it in diabetes and heart failure to try to predict which individuals end up with complications or admissions to hospital. So, yeah, I think it's just the tip of the iceberg, and it, it is already being used quite heavily in some areas already. Well, Dr. York, thanks for talking to us about it this morning. No problem. Thanks for having me. Oh, that was fascinating. That's Dr. Dean York, Program Director for the Clinical Epidemiology Program at the University of Alberta. They are combining kind of prescribing with artificial intelligence 
And essentially, they took a look at something like 3 million opioid prescriptions a year from doctors, nurse practitioners, dentists, like you name it. And then they you know, paired that with all of the patients in Alberta, and they're tr- they were writing a program that would help that, that program, that artificial intelligence, predict who the prescription would be good for, would be okay for, what dosage might be right, which particular opioid would work better for them without an adverse effect or outcome. It is a whole new world out there, isn't it?